Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. All right, it took a couple few years, but we got here. Happy remote registration day for good, all you sports bettors, my people. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Brian Pace is gone. You can now sign up for any Illinois sports book from your phone. What am I going to complain about now? Just another case. Joe O ahead of the curve. But that's not all. There's... More competition, too, guys. It's been a full calendar year since a new sports book arrived. We go from six to seven with BetMGM entering the market after a very long wait. And hopefully, this really opens the door to giving us more options as betters. As I told Dan and Layla yesterday, New Jersey has 22 books, Colorado, 26. And it's not just about the price shopping. They are fighting for customers, so we should see more boosts, more bonuses, and the state will have a higher sports betting handle, more tax dollars for the state. Everyone wins, right? And you can bet on or against Illinois colleges legally. It's not perfect, but you can if motivated to do so. It is a big day for sports betting in this state. Friend of the show here on Early Odds, making his return state rep, Michael Zalewski, on Twitter at MJ Zalewski. And a few years back, he was in on the ground floor getting sports betting legalized here in the state of Illinois. And uh, Michael, good morning. It is a big day here. When this passed nearly three years ago, did you always know in the back of your mind uh, we would be at this day when Okay, remote registration wasn't passed at the time in 2019, but eventually we would get here. 
Yeah, I think I remember telling you you couldn't have a um, fun, fully functional sports betting platform without an integrated online model in the early stages of trying to draft the bill. We talked a lot about like the the four versions, the um, the New York model, the New Jersey model, the Mississippi model, um, sort of all of those permutations. And I and I had a sense that eventually you were going to be able to just simply log onto your device and, and place a bet. As you kind of well know, during the sausage making, it became clear that this was going to be a battle. And then COVID happened, which is totally crazy as well. Um, so ultimately, I think the law, as it'll exist on March 5th, is probably one of the strongest laws in the country. I remain pretty proud of it. And I'm excited that it'll be up and rolling for some of the high marquee um, events in March, uh, March Madness, and then the Masters in April. In addition to the obvious, uh, the listeners to this program, if there are any books out there that you want to have on your phone, obviously you can do that now this morning. It looks like we're going to have a couple more here shortly. What else is going to change? How else is this going to impact sports betting in Illinois? The change of the, um, the change of the removal of in-person? Yes, I think you'll you'll eventually see a more competitive marketplace in terms of the innovation of the of the platforms by virtue of the fact that they'll have to continue to compete against each other for new eyes. I'm around it enough to understand that different books offer different um, types of bets, different odds. I hear you guys talk about the value shopping that goes on. Um, that's good. That's what we want. We want we want the marketplace competing against each other. We want um, healthy competition, and we want to see cutting edge innovation in this in this space. So I'm really excited about the the online um, registration only coming into coming into form, um, and then it'll be the next frontier. Whatever whatever people figure out next, and and whatever it looks like next, um, I'm also excited for that. I think it it's, astounds me the proliferation of this, um, and I'm excited, and and I think people are really enjoying it. Are there any projections on how much this is going to jump? Because it's been a huge success from the start. On a consistent basis, Illinois has come in third in the country behind New Jersey and Nevada, a surprise to some. It's a limited of selection of sports books compared to some of those other states. And as you mentioned, you expect that to change. But uh, are you expecting a, a big jump? Because Let's not forget that during the pandemic, before we did have all of our sports back, there was a period of time when remote registration was available for the existing books. Yeah, I I think our handle will go up. I think our handle naturally will go up progressively anyway. I think as more and more people look for um, ways to stay engaged in sports, I think as 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 the books try to bring in new eyes, there's a bar in Chicago that recently opened that is built around the idea of sports betting. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the name of it. I might be, I, I don't want to overstate things, but like stuff like that, when you, when you see peripheral businesses start to rally around this, it's, it's both exciting and it, it tells me that there's a sustainable business model. So um, I, I wouldn't say an overall huge change in handle is what I would expect, but, but I think it'll continue to nicely progress so long as the economy is strong and um in and that'll be something i'll be watching in the in the next 12 months
This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski at Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, state rep Michael Zalewski. Uh, we are talking about remote registration here in Illinois uh, starting today for good. And so now, now the other big issue with March Madness right around the corner. Some of the conference tourney, tournaments already underway. There's a lot of confusion about the, the law and what we can do right now betting sporting events involving Illinois collegiate teams. Can you provide some clarity on that? Yeah, um, I'm told, and um, I think it's accurate that you can walk into a limited number of books in Illinois, Bet Rivers uh, or Rivers Casino. You could walk into the Aurora Casino, um, wherever there's a Penn um, property, and you could place a bet on an in-state um, collegiate game. You physically have to go there. I know that drives um, people kind of batty and, and understandably, but um, we're going to see how it goes. Um, but if you feel strongly about betting on Illinois or Northwestern, or there's a team that makes it into um, the tournament in the, in a few weeks from Illinois, you're going to be able to go in and, and place a bet. And I think it'll be fine. I don't expect any del- deleterious effects on student athletes. I think it'll be, a good thing if to see people excited if Illinois makes a run. So um generally excited about it. As like I said, the law itself I'm excited about and I'm excited about the specific aspect of it. Can't do it on your phone. No live betting, in-game betting, and no player props, right? Just pre-game bets. Right. Yep. Okay. You know, if you look at the timeline, and obviously as you mentioned earlier, you have to take COVID into account, but Bill almost passed three years ago. Exactly two years ago, we launched at Rivers, first sports book in Illinois. Then a number of months later, it went mobile. And now here we sit. Uh, Do you think we'll be able to bet on these Illinois collegiate games once that expires, the the update there, and maybe a couple of years down the line, then that will be the next big step? Yeah, my expectation is this this piece will... Um, evolve over time. Uh, I, I think it's important to demonstrate to the athletic directors this is not having a deleterious effect on student athlete performance. I think it's important for the athletic directors to see the amount of revenue generated this this does. I mean, there's a very symbiotic relationship between this and um, image and likeness laws that we passed. I, I don't think it's fair for kids, 19 and 20 year olds, to be playing games and um, not benefit from their performance. I don't think it's fair that um, I, I was a big proponent of what we did last year. And I think ultimately you're going to see um, the marketplace evolve in such a way that this is fully integrated. And, and I know the concerns and, and I'm well aware of them, but that's just my own personal opinion. And, and I'm not sure I'm outside the box when it comes to lawmakers on that. Even though the bill was passed in 2019, it's still somewhat fresh we are getting betting at the uh, sporting venues. Yeah. Uh, what were your emotions as you saw once again, Illinois gaming involved? What do you know? We had another battle with that one. Were you, were, were you celebrating it all? Just uh, relieved when it finally passed that, okay, this thing that we worked on y- literally years ago is finally going to happen. It's a good question. I'm, I'm specifically proud of the venue licenses because I, I try not to be overtly, um, uh, I try to be humble, but that is sort of something I, I wanted to do. It came to fruition, it's sort of my intellectual property in terms of how it worked out. I think other states have copied it, so I'm proud of that. 
I, I ultimately um, think it's going to be successful. I think all eyes should be on Arlington Heights when it comes to um, sports betting and um, development of a massive real estate project and, and to, to help bring a, a big studio, a stadium to Illinois. So um, those are all things I'm, I'm focused on. And uh, I think it's, I'm excited about the venue license is actually taking off. I'm excited that they're a part of the conversation. And, and, and I think it made sense at the time. And I'm, I'm, ex- I'm really thrilled that people are going to take advantage of them. So we've heard some details about what the Cubs are doing with DraftKings, Bulls and Hawks with FanDuel. We've heard about the sky. They're going to have a license as well. What about your socks and uh, the Bears? Are they going to wait until they go to the Burbs? Yeah, you know, the complicating factor with both of those teams right in their existing stadium is the uh, presence of the government agency helping. So with the Sox, it's Illinois Sports Facilities Authority um, as the Sox is a tenant and with the Bears at Soldier Field with the with the Bears as a tenant. Um, that complicates things. We, we anticipated it. We knew going in what they what their relationships were. We thought we accounted for it. But um, what the what the stakeholders have simply said is it's, it's more complicated than you guys envisioned. And um, we just don't know if we're show ready yet. And I understand that. I, I, I don't begrudge them it. And, and I, I hope that they can continue to work through it all. I think that with, when it comes to the um, Cubs book and the United Center book, I was at a Cubs Sox game at, on a rooftop last, um, last summer, and I saw the, what it would be. And my spouse is a big Cubs fan, and I'm a mm-hmm. big Sox fan. And I'm like, you know, they should make that and like put my face on it as like with a sax head as a reminder of what I did for your beloved Chicago Cubs. She didn't find it that funny, but I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but in any event, I think, uh, I think they're going to do well. And I think it's going to enhance the fan experience. I'm watching MLB's uh, negotiations right now. And I'm watching the players fight for, for every last hour they can get their hands on. And, and the, the, the common wisdom is the owners have all these revenue streams coming into them and and they should be helping the players grow the game i mean that that's sports betting is a massive part of that they, they just a huge part of that and so it, it's part and parcel and it's a mix of policy and and um sports that i love and um i'm going to be watching it all very carefully and here we sit and your team is in the championship window and they're yeah. not playing on opening day totally crazy yeah i read a i read a um tweet the other day from a, a sport a socks t- uh, twitter file i like about you know reinsdorf said the, the chairman said that he you know he'd taken a back seat in these negotiations and it, it's it's crazy because i i that team in 94 should have um won a, a world series and and i'm i'm nervous about um what a shortened season will do to this team so i i really want baseball back i I, I follow you on Twitter with travel baseball tales. I have a travel baseball <laughs> player at home who lives and dies with this stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it's baseball is intertwined with my life in a very real way. So I'm pulling, hoping like hell that you got to get their act together. Uh, and the sports books that are up and running in Illinois, I, I'm sure you, if you get involved in gambling Twitter, which can be a very toxic place, <laughs> as you are well aware, many other people are seeing that this week. Uh, do, do you have an issue when you see a number of these sports books operating in Illinois uh, that once they realize, OK, this person isn't going to lose all the time, they're going to win a little bit. Do you have an issue when they get immediately limited on their betting? 
We yeah, and that's been raised with me. Um, and and I defer to the regulators in a very real way. There, Joe. I, I they they have to be the ones to decide if that's okay first before they come to us and statutorily suggest changes. Um, you know, we're in constant contact with the Illinois Gaming Board. Um, there's a, there's a, their staff is amazing. Um, their staff, I have a, I have a special place in my heart for a lot of the, the individuals that work on the gaming board staff, because they came from my house staff and they do a really good job. And when they raise it with me, they say, look, this is something you need to do. Um, we tend to take them seriously. And when they say it's something we've got our arms around, we, we tend to take that seriously too. And so our, we're, we're watching everything consistently and, and we, we make sure that the statutes as a, as modern as it possibly can be. And, and yeah, of course we watch it. And, and if it, it reaches critical mass, we tend to file a bill about it and, and try to fix it. I, I believe we should cover all angles and I don't just want to be, even though I'm the, the sports betting guy on the station and that's what we do during this hour, every single week, we should cover it in a fair manner. And um, some of the concerns that are out there. I mean, you're a score listener. Oh, yeah. You hear all the ads. Um, yeah, sure. Anytime you turn on a Bulls or a Hawks game, it's it's in your face and it is so easy. Like I, I talked to some people there. Like, I just don't even want to try it because I'm scared that it is way too easy for me. Are, are you concerned uh, about problem gaming with our youth? For sure. I don't know how to, I don't have a great answer on how to solve for it yet. Um, it's it's part and parcel with the earlier conversation we had about proliferation of mobile. Um, kids now have a phone at the age of uh, nine or ten, and um, I, you know I have all kinds of fail safes on my phone. When they try to download an app, I practically get um, buzzed with an electric buzzer on my neck um, because I'm trying to keep track of everything they're trying to download. Um, but that doesn't mean they can't figure it out and they they can't um, have a buddy do it for them. So it's a hundred percent a big um, concern for me. I will tell you this, there are solutions I'm interested in exploring, namely payment processing apps. Vegas itself is very much trying to get away from cash. They don't want cash anymore. They they think it's in light of COVID, it's 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 not healthy for employees. Uh, it's not healthy for the player to be handling cash like that. I think there's a very real nexus between payment processing and problem gaming. How do you fill a wallet? How do you make sure your wallet is safe? How do you make sure you don't over withdraw from your bank? How can you set up internal controls so that ultimately you don't um, over withdraw? By the way, people are going to think I'm crazy when we've come full circle based on where the offshores used to work, but perfect avenue for cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. immediately available to make sure people know what they're doing and how how it's trackable and you get a report on a on on a ledger of what you're betting and, and make sure you know make sure it goes to your significant others so you're transparent these are all ways to slow things down a little bit um i i'm a i'm i'm very mindful of problem gaming i'm very mindful of proliferation and and it's definitely a policy problem we we should be tackling all right, time to check the final box with you because we do this every single time. Because every okay. time we speak, this is the question I get without fail. Right. What about online poker? Online poker. I what about it. online poker? It's <laughs> so a I have very to ask. good question. It's a very good question. Um, I think we will have online poker in Illinois. Um, I think the books, the, or the casinos want it. Um, I think the 
the books want it, the, the, the two that are the big, the big giants in the industry, it will not be this year because of the nature of the year, which it's an election year. And, and very much policymakers are in a do no harm mode right now. Um, and that would be a gargantuan corporate fight. I'm just putting it out there. It'll make DraftKings and FanDuel versus the Rivers look like uh, <laughs> the penalty box look like a drop in the sand. Um, so um, I my expectation is in 2023, there'll be a new host of uh, legislative initiatives that similar to 2019, we had this sort of pent up demand for all these things that had been waiting for a while. I think 2023 would be very similar. Online poker. Um, what are we going to do about the long-term stability of the state? How are we going to fix this? How are we going to fix that? It'll happen. Um, my prediction is it'll happen. It just won't be this year. And I said that about sports betting. And I said it about sports betting when we did DFS. I, it, it was it was a maddening thing to hear at the time, but um, it, it'll, it'll get done. People get mad with it. But we also had some uh, open and honest conversations at the time when this was passed. You know, it's pretty much worked out like we expected. Like, okay, we're going to fix out the yeah. issues. It's going to take a couple years, and then we'll get to the next step, and and then and then we'll we'll take care of the colleges, and eventually you guys will be able to bet on it on your phones. Just just gotta 100%. just gotta hang out for a little bit. Hundred percent agree. And and laws are meant to be rewritten, and yeah. no one likes yeah. to hear that in twenty twenty two. But their first drafts, they they take edits, they take additions, they they reflect the modernity of the era. So. We totally get it, and we're going to keep refining it as we go. State rep Michael Zalewski at MJ Zalewski on Twitter, and hopefully soon, Michael, you'll be uh, tweeting about some Sox games. All right. So. <laughs> For now, it's golf. Golf is, you know, it's what's good about golf is it fun to bet on. Can, you can watch. You can watch a lot of it with with very little um, action and be thoroughly entertained. It's a very underrated sport to bet on, in my opinion. four days. We get it yeah, for four right. days. It's awesome. 100% agree. Uh, thanks for coming on early odds. All right, Joe, be safe. There's a lot to chew on there. Uh, as you heard, it isn't all ideal, but Illinois sports betting should continue to improve. It certainly has today. It's March, so it's college hoops time. Let's look at some conference tourneys next. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670, the score, and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Score listener line is open 24-7, 365 and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back to Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. This is Sports Radio 670. The Score, I'm on Twitter. At Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. I'd like to be getting ready to break down MLB World Series, division, playoff odds, MVP Cy Young, Rookie of the Year numbers, but they are out of sight, out of mind for me. When something happens, cool, I'm in. Since the owners do not want there to be baseball at the moment, we won't be talking about baseball. Until there's news. We have way, way too much stuff to go over, uh, break down, and bet on. Between the NBA, college basketball, smaller conference tournaments going on right now, the big ones next week, and then, of course, the madness, NHL, golf every weekend, get the players next week, Masters in about a month. I'm looking at college baseball. Made a play on Liberty. Long shot. Let's go. NFL, combine going on in Indianapolis, you can bet on all sorts of events. Will a record be broken? Which receiver, quarterback, running back, offensive lineman, defensive lineman is going to have the fastest 40 time? All sorts of stuff. And the draft, what a betting spectacle that's become over the last couple of years. And how much those numbers move. Baseball better be careful. Because unless your team is in the mix at the end, They've already lost September and October to football, both NFL and college. And now it looks like they're losing March and April. So now we're down to a four-month season. Just saying. If you're a huge college hoops fan or not, everyone gets in for March Madness. Yes, there is the excitement, but really, we know. It's all about the different forms of betting. Brackets. Survivor pools. Squares. Calcutta's, that's when you buy teams in an auction and then the team holding the winner at the very end wins the entire pool of money. Betting on every single game. Betting on teams to reach the Final Four. I love breaking down the resumes of the title contenders, entire conferences, all week on BetQL Daily. I, I got action in the Sun Belt, Patriot League, Southern Conference, 
America East, Colonial, and I'm watching those games this weekend. Just wait till we get to the power conferences like the Big Ten, which starts on Wednesday. And speaking of the Big Ten, Wisconsin won the regular season title this week by beating Purdue. But what about the conference tournament? Here's the Athletics' Michael Beller on BetQL Daily with his thoughts. And Illini fans, you're going to want to listen up. You know, it's it's always about matchups, right? And that's uh, we we know that that's true. Um, yeah, I talked about this yesterday on our show at the Athletic that I feel like Wisconsin presents a, a uniquely challenging matchup for Purdue and for their style of play, uh, just because of the fact that Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over. Purdue does not force any sort of turnover, so I thought that Wisconsin was going to be able to maximize possessions against Purdue. It's a good illustration of how matchups can matter, even if on paper Team A it seems like they're better than Team B. So I. I think that's something that's going to be important. You know, when I look at this conference, though, I just I, I keep circling back to Illinois because of what Kofi Coburn is, because of that anchor in the middle of their offense and, and all the shooters that they can throw around him. I still feel like that's the team with the real championship ceiling in the Big Ten. It, it might not happen for them, certainly. It might not happen in the Big Ten tournament, let alone the NCAA tournament. But when I keep looking just up and down at this conference as a team that uh, can get hot in an NCAA tournament and make a six-game run, or as we're talking about here, just get hot in the Big Ten tournament and you know take down you know two or three very quality teams. We're looking at three, four teams in this conference that are going to be four seeds or better. So you, you're going to have to get through some good teams. I keep coming back to Illinois as the team that has the ceiling to be able to run through multiple quality opponents in a row. And so I I feel as though that's really the the most dangerous team in a tournament setting rather than just a night-in, night-out sort of setting. When you look at these uh, conference tournaments, is there anyone that's not a favorite, like a sleeper pick or two that you have that you could see winning the conference tournament that maybe no one's thinking of? Uh, I look at Marquette, uh, a team that has shown us uh, a pretty good run thus far in the Big East season. Another team similar to Wisconsin that wasn't really necessarily thought of as one that was going to uh, be uh, among the better play- better teams in their conference, and Marquette has done that. They've run into a little bit of a rough stretch here over the last couple of weeks, but I still think when you, when you compare them, the top of the Big East is so jam-packed. Hey, we're going to go into this Big East tournament, and like I could tell you guys, Providence, Villanova, Connecticut, Marquette, like any of those, none of us would be surprised with any of those teams coming out as a winner. But Marquette's going to have the worst odds of that group, and you know we know that Villanova is a team that wants to to slow it down to play games in the 60s, and I think that could get them into trouble against a Marquette team that has already beat them twice this season and can get out and run. Providence has a very similar profile to Wisconsin in that uh, they seem to be fortunate uh, more often than not when they need it, but they're still a, a quality team, obviously, but a team that also no one is necessarily running and hiding from when they have to play. You like uh, Providence's seniority, the fact that they've got so much experience on that team, and that's something I think that's going to serve them well once they get into tournament time. Uh, but again, these teams are closer to one another than the odds are going to reflect once the Big East tournament is set. And so Marquette will be one that I'll be very interested in seeing where they are set because they've already shown us that they can beat the best teams in their conference with regularity. Michael, as you look at the odds right now to make the Final Four, only one team uh, is not a plus money. That would be Gonzaga. Well, what's your feeling on this Gonzaga team? They are the favorite. Uh, they've been the best team all year. We know what they did last year. Is, is this the year? Like, when you look at Gonzaga and, and how good they've been, is this the year? The, the one hiccup I always have is is just trying to judge them. I know the West Coast Conference is a couple of good teams. St. Mary's, obviously, I think San Francisco's pretty good, too, and, and, and could give someone trouble if they make the tournament. But overall, they're in the West Coast Conference. What do you think of this year's Gonzaga team? Uh, it's, it's, you're, you hit the nail on the head, and that's always what we're talking about with Gonzaga. So we have to look at 
what they did in the in the non-conference, compare that with what they can do in the West Coast Conference, and then try to project forward. The thing that they have going for them this year, like the thing they've had going for them many years over the, this run that they've had, is that they're almost certainly going to be a one seed. Right? They would have to take like a West Coast Conference first round knockout, and even then they're probably a one seed. So you get that very cushy matchup in the first round. You get pretty cushy matchup in the second round as well, and then you're favored for sure going forward. So I think that's something that's going to be there for them. I thought last year was the year I just loved that offense and then they run into that guard dominated Baylor team that was really able to turn them upside down with what they did defensively. I'm not sure there's another team like that this year, but I also think Gonzaga, not quite the team they were last year. Jalen Suggs, just such a huge player for them a season ago and how they, he got them into their offense and into their sets. And yeah, no surprise, he ends up being a top five pick in the NBA draft. So I think they deserve to be the one team that is minus. Obviously I'm not sitting here and betting that because it's the NCAA tournament and I'm not going to bet minus money on a team to uh, go to the final four but i think that they've earned that i think they should be viewed as the best quote team going into the ncaa tournament it comes down to matchups this is a great team drew timmy Trent Hol- Trent holmgren uh, are going to give them just a ridiculous uh, anchor in the middle offensively and defensively that's going to be very tough that teams just don't see regardless of what conference you play and you just don't see two guys like that in the middle very often. So that's going to be huge for them this season. Um, as for them breaking through, it's really, once again, going to come down to the matchups. I do not think they would be my championship pick if I was making it today. Okay, so the the question is how wide open is the tournament this year? Is it worth jumping on uh, multiple futures at some large numbers? You talked about how much you like Illinois in the Big Ten tournament. Well, if, if you uh, buy into Ken Palm's numbers, uh, he has them at number 16. Teams like Texas at number 15, uh, how far down do you go on the list before you're like, okay, okay, n- now we're, we're getting beyond uh, the teams that can make a, a run to the Final Four? I, I think it's around there. I mean, obviously, you know, like we see things all the time. No one, just to get into the Final Four, no one's predicting George Mason to go to the Final Four and then they go to the Final Four. And why would you predict that? No one's yeah. predicting VCU to do it. Why would you? And then they do it, right? So you see things all the time. I think that's about where I would draw the line, somewhere in like that. Illinois, Arkansas group. You know, the one team that is uh, like is going to be forever interesting to me this season, and they'll probably just go out in the first round, is Alabama, just because of what they can do offensively. I mean, that is, I mean, they, like they're sort of like Purdue light in that they're they're going to show up on offense regardless of who they're playing. Uh, but their defense is just so bad. And talk about a team that really misses a guy who left, like Herb Jones. Just, I mean, if they could if they could have got one more year out of Herb Jones. We could be looking at the best team in the country because of what he meant for them defensively. Uh, but they're just so good on offense, and they're so fearless on offense, and they don't care who you are, what your defense is, what your offense is. They're going to get up and down the floor. They're going to shoot a ton of threes. Like they're just they're a fun team to watch. And like if they if they just catch fire for a weekend, you know, suddenly they look like one of the eight or ten best teams in the country. And so it hasn't been there for them this season, but they're still a team that is just so intriguing to me because of what they can do on one. They have such an immense strength that they always try to turn into every single time they take the floor. And I think that's interesting in a tournament. Again, don't want to, you know, sound like a broken record here that we know is totally dependent on matchups. And when they trust what they do, like they do, things could get very interesting for them in a couple of weeks. When you look at the NCAA tournament and you're talking about matchups, we've talked about some teams you're high on, but is there a team, and I think fraud is a strong word, but is there a team that you're not that confident in that maybe we should watch out for? Yeah, you know, the one team that uh, that concerns me a little bit going into the tournament uh, is Auburn. 
Um, like I'm, I'm not saying I'm gonna I'm gonna you know fade them as a one against an eight in the second round, but they're a team that just uh, that that does worry me a, a little bit. Just sizing up their wins against their losses. Uh, obviously, you point to uh, their best win being the Kentucky game end of January, uh, a game they won impressively. A game they won uh, at home, but still uh, impressively winning that game by nine points. Uh, a full strength. Kentucky team in that game also, except for Ty Ty Washington getting hurt. That was really when his uh, that was when his injury started. That uh, he played like ten minutes in that game and then you know, missed a few after it. And that's really where these cascading injuries for him with Kentucky taking it easy started in that game against Auburn. And so you start looking around and you're hunting for like the, the great wins on this that support that Kentucky win, and you don't necessarily find it. I will say that they are similar to Alabama in that. Uh, they they know what they do well. They trust what they do well, and and they really uh, are able to show that more often than not. So if I like that about Alabama, I should like that about Auburn. And you love what they can do defensively. If things aren't going well for them, they're still going to make it very tough for teams to score. Walker Kessler totally changes uh, the equation for what teams want to do offensively, for what a lot of teams want to do offensively, just because of what he is, that presence that he brings inside. But it's still a team that I look at and just like it's just not quite there for me in terms of the wins versus the losses when you look at the wins and losses that we already have for you know Gonzaga or Baylor or Kansas or Kentucky or Arizona those other top teams that Auburn is rubbing elbows with top to bottom the resumes for those teams just look a little bit stronger to me so Auburn is the one team that I am wary of regardless of knowing what the matchups are if Sunday could come around their turn their path could look awesome and suddenly I'm picking them to go to the final four but that's the one team that does scare me a little bit pre-matchup. That was Michael Beller with me on BetQL Daily. We're hitting college hoops hard every day on the show, so that's your spot. If you're looking for some prep for betting and brackets, find us on the Odyssey app weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. and also on 105.9 FM HD2. That's BetQL Daily. This year looks wide open to me, and there's still a lot of value on the board. Last weekend, I grabbed Tennessee, a projected three seed, with some impressive victories. Third in defensive efficiency in the nation, 11th in Kempom, Tennessee at 50 to 1. Houston, sixth in Kempom, top 12 in offense and defense after their final four run last year. They're still 50 to 1. I don't mind Texas. Probably a five right now with head coach Chris Beard, a battle tested team out of the Big 12, 80 to 1. Really comes down to how high you are on Gonzaga, and I'm not as high as others. I was looking at some early numbers on the Kentucky Derby, so I'm going to ask weekly contributor Jim Miller about the proper way to start to prepare. Which preps races really matter? That's next. Keep it here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. You've got 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Introducing PointsBet new exclusive feature, live NBA and college basketball same-game parlays. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois, so you can now download the PointsBet app today and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Finally. Download the PointsBet app today and start betting in seconds. Use code THESCORE to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We bring in weekly contributor here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Jim Miller. Jim, happy remote registration day, my friend. 
And it's a beautiful thing, Joe. And we've talked time and again about the ability to be able to shop your odds. And it's one of those things just when searching for prices, you have to do it. And especially when it comes to futures, when it comes to even day to day, but also when it comes to the different boosts and the different offerings of sites, yes. you're going to find that ability to do so. And when margins are so slim in sports betting, you have to do everything you can to get that edge. Sometimes it's at points bet. Sometimes it may be somewhere else. But I think at least this gives you the option to shop anywhere you want in the state of Illinois now. Why would you choose to win less? You know, I mean, that's right. really what we're talking about here. If you just take a couple of extra minutes and actually now there are so many websites where you just pull it up on your computer and, like, and, it, and it tells you what the odds are at every place. And you don't have to go through every single app and compare the prices. And that's the thing you want. I mean, you want that ability to maximize your profit, of course. And yes, there's going to be different odds and things may change a little bit when you get into the same game parlay or the multi legs or things along those lines. But when you have that ability, especially when you're looking at straight wagers, to find that little gap, and the little gaps are there, and half a point makes a huge difference. There's times, though, when that variance could be a point or a point and a half, so it's something where you really have to keep an eye on. But like you said, Joe, take that couple of minutes, shop your prices, and it could turn out to uh, turn a profit for you in the end. Uh, we've got Inside the Clubhouse coming up with uh, Bruce Levine and David Haw at the top of the hour. They'll, of course, break down everything Involving Major League Baseball from a betting perspective, Jim, the futures, the awards, they are still on the board. Win totals never hit the board because we still don't know how many games are going to be played. Uh, but it, I know it's tough for you, like uh, State Rep Zalewski. We talked to him earlier this hour. Huge Sox fans, you guys are inside that championship window and you're not going to have baseball on opening day. You're not going to have baseball on opening day. And honestly, Joe, it really doesn't surprise me. And the thing that we've talked about time and again, when I've talked to people on Twitter about it and that too, they just have to remember th this is a lockout. This isn't a strike. So things are a little bit different for the way things are negotiated and the way the preparation is for the start of the season. But when you talk from a points bet aspect, from a sports betting aspect and that, like you said, win totals aren't going to be out there. To me, the biggest question that I have right now as a sports better when it comes to MLB is when they start, how are they going to do it? Are they just going to pick up where they left off in the schedule? Or say you missed the month of April. Okay, now, are you going to redo the schedule? Because some teams may play more divisional games in April than others do, like opponents switching that. But you look, for example, the White Sox have a fairly tough schedule in the month of April, but they also have 19 AL Central matchups between March and April. That's a large amount. So this can change when you're actually kind of shopping, looking at win totals when we finally determine how many games a team are gonna, team's going to play. But it could de determine really some divisions in that too in the end. Uh, that's a good point. There, there are some teams, if you just chop the days off the calendar and don't change anything else on the calendar – well, you're not going to have the same amount of division games. So I, I would expect them to change some stuff up, right? And, and then you'd say bigger advantage to the teams in the weak division. I, I'm not quite sure how they're going right. to handle it. Something, right, you really, know, yeah, everything else fun. is up for discussion. And, and really, it's not going to be the first two series based on everything we know and, and the tenor right now, right? It's It could be I, I that first month, month of April. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's the month of April. And here's the thing, too, that you have to remember. Look at baseball games in the month of April. Kids are still in school. It's still colder outside for those northern cities. 
the stands aren't as filled as they are in the middle of the summer when it's summer vacation and when people can have the time to get away and you have an 80 degree day on a gorgeous weekend. So the owners, I don't think they're going to have to be as encouraged to get something done for the month of April either. But the other thing that you'll have to look at here too, and it could change a little bit for some players, but when you get to that ability, take a look at, okay, when's the season going to start? What's that going to mean for home run totals for some players too? Because the warmer months, especially here in Chicago, the ball flies out on the south side in the warmer months, but it doesn't in the colder months. So the later start to that may bring some more players into the mix than you would normally see too. Mm, Good point. Are the pitchers going to have proper amount of time to get prepared? Is it going to start off maybe more an advantage for the hitters, even though we'll have some colder climates, we think. Sure. At least sure. at least we can hope we have some colder climates. Because right. if we're starting in the middle of the summer, oh boy, that's going to be bad for everyone involved. <laughs> uh, was starting to think about the Kentucky Derby the other day. And it's yep. never, never too early to get prepared. We're two months away. Uh, derby prep races coming your way. Some have already started, but the big ones that we pay close attention to about a month away. Which ones should we pay most attention to? The ones that you really need to pay the most attention to are going to be the Florida Derby, which again, is in about a month. The Wood Memorial in New York, which is a month away, and the Santa Anita Derby. And those are the three races that we have preps for those races actually this weekend. So what you're going to be looking at, Joe, is horses that are kind of making that stepping stone move to say, okay, I can go to that next level and try to get those points. But the thing that's really been thrown everything for a loop here, and we talked about a little bit last week, is Bob Baffert horses aren't earning any points, but they're still running in some of these races. Mm -hmm. So the overall point total necessary to get into the gate for the Kentucky Derby is going to come down a little bit, only for the fact that some points have been taken away from horses just because they haven't been able to be earned because those are spots that were filled by Baffert horses. So those are the three major preps that are about a month away but you have preps for those races coming up this week. Yeah. Okay. So April 2nd and April 9th, Florida wood Memorial. And you said Santa Anita, correct? Yep. Santa Anita Derby. Yep. Okay. So those three, well, how about a couple other that I, that I hear referenced every year when we're prepping for the Derby and you did not bring up So I'm curious if you think they don't matter or just not as much. Uh, What about the Arkansas and Louisiana Derbies? Sure. The Arkansas Derby is an interesting race and it's only because you look at last week's race, And that was the Rebel down at Oaklawn Park. And that's kind of the prep leading into the Arkansas Derby. The Rebel was a million-dollar race. And everybody thought Bob Baffer was going to win with a horse named Newgrange, who was a heavy favorite. Newgrange ran completely out. And the horse, the race was won by a 75-to-1 shot, a horse by the name of Unoho. And because of that, it kind of makes you think maybe that race wasn't as strong. And maybe the Arkansas Derby isn't going to be as strong. So to me, that's a race that's not really on my radar quite as much for maybe sending a top-notch horse to the Kentucky Derby, unless somebody comes in from out of town who hasn't been running at Arkansas leading into that race. Now, the Louisiana Derby is a race that you might have the potential to find a good legitimate horse coming out of that because we saw a horse a couple of weeks ago by the name of Epicenter who won the race down at the Risen Star at the fairgrounds and won it rather impressively. That horse probably comes back in the Louisiana Derby, and if that horse does win impressively once again, that is probably going to be one of your top choices in the Kentucky Derby, too. Well, what about the races today? Races today, you do have three derby preps, so we're going to go from coast to coast. We'll start out in New York at Aqueduct, the Gotham Stakes. I'm going to like the two horse. It's a horse by the name of Glider, 8-1 to one in the morning line. So much pace in the race. This is a horse that's going to rate back and come closing late, and I think Glider's a horse that could be very tough. 
Then we'll go south to Gulfstream Park for the Fountain of Youth. That's race number 12. This is the prep for the Florida Derby. Look at the eight horse, a manual in there. Bet that one across the board. Comes from the barn of Todd Pletcher. Todd will have multiple horses in the gate for the Kentucky Derby. And then we'll go to the West Coast. And this is one of those races where points could be taken off the board because the San Felipe at Santa Anita, it's race number six. The five-horse doppelganger could be very tough. This is one of two horses in a field of seven, trained by Bob Baffert. So, again, if either of those horses run in the mix, no points will be earned, but points will be taken away from some others who didn't earn those points. So you got to watch out for that horse there, too. Horse that wants to win the money just can't get in, into the gate for the Derby. Early Odds Weekly contributor Jim Miller here every Saturday around this time. Jim, thank you so much. Best of luck and uh, enjoy the action over at the uh, PointsBet Sportsbook as people continue to download the apps this morning. That's right. It's going to be a busy day, but a good day. So that's a beautiful thing, Joe. And if you head over to Hawthorne, you can wager on Illinois collegiate sporting events. Who knew? Illinois, Loyola, DePaul, UIC, any of the in-state teams. As I discuss with State Rep Zalewski at the start of the show, for now, it's only in-person and pre-game betting. No in-game betting, no player props betting. We'll get there eventually. Great info on online poker and the stadium sportsbooks with Zalewski. So if you missed it, I recommend checking that out on the Rewind feature with the Odyssey app or on the Early Odds podcast. Hear me throughout the week right here on The Score and each and every weekday, 8 to 11 a.m. on BetQL Daily via the Odyssey app and 105.9 FM HD2. Subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast as well. Inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Former MLB commissioner Faye Vincent will be on the show to share his thoughts on baseball's lockout. Cash some tickets on this beautiful Saturday. Enjoy it and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 